Hello, and welcome to the Cultivate Podcast with our hosts, Jennifer Howes and Amy Bloy. Both the Howes and the Bloys planted churches over 20 years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, and have a desire to see other women in ministry encouraged, equipped, and connected. In this episode, the ladies chat about the busyness of life and how to prioritize the big things and the little things in life. Let's listen in. All right, one of the things I was thinking about is um, we are so busy, everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like it's a competition. Whose day (laughs) is better? And even when I walked in today, I looked at Wojak and I'm like, Wojak, I'm so busy. I've got so much going on this weekend. Um, And there are definitely seasons where you're just going to have a lot to do back to back Mm -hmm. to back, whether it's family, whether it's church things, but it's definitely not healthy to live in a constant busyness, like all the time. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Gosh, I agree. And I think we have, it's like being too busy is an epidemic in our culture. It's nuts. Brian and I went with my um, brother-in-law and sister-in-law to Ireland and it was the sweetest, calmest, most beautiful, peaceful place. And we came back to America, which we love with all of our hearts, and said, this is nuts. People are so busy here, like unhealthy yeah. busy. Especially in ministry, we can relate to that, right? Right, definitely. And I think I remember in the early days of our church plant, it did feel like there was like a time, <laughs> like we have to get busy, meet people. Like we've raised money for 18 months to live and this right. church has got to be self-supporting yeah. <laughs> in 18 months. So we got to meet everyone we can. Right. We've got to have everyone. I remember anyone that visited our church, we would like try to do something outside of church with the beginning. Um, we took everybody bread when the bread makers were the big thing. Oh yeah. So we had okay. a bread team. We were... <laughs> All had one of those red makers. Yeah. And now carbs are out. So we're not doing that anymore. Not doing that anymore. Yeah. So definitely early days of ministry. It's You go through different stages mm-hmm. and you would think the bigger your church is, the busier you are. But I probably think it's the opposite. The smaller we were, it seemed like more fell on us. Um, but definitely yeah. super busy. Um and you kind of like get in a rut of, I've got to be busy. And that that mm-hmm. kind of fuels my self-esteem is mm-hmm. how how busy I am. Mm-hmm. And the world's saying it too, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of validates your importance. Right. Oh, like if you call me and I'm just sitting there relaxing, I would feel bad saying, oh, I'm sitting here doing nothing, right? Yeah. People have to yeah. say, oh, I've got all these things that I have that's to right. do. Yeah. yeah, that's not healthy for sure, but. Definitely not. So what are some things that you have done or things you do to like have a less busy, to not live in busy mode all the time? Well, one of the phrases that I kind of live by is to do what's important, not what's urgent. Okay. And in ministry, it seems like there's always the urgent. It's pushing on you and everybody needs you, right? Right. There's always something like things are never finished. There's always more that needs to be done. And there are always hurting people. And we care about them. Right. And we want to love and serve people. It's hard with Um, cell phones, too. It is for sure. And it's hard to determine what's important sometimes and what's urgent. And when it comes up, you have to say, okay, is this worth my time? Is this something 
that I have to say no to. And so being able to say no. Is it hard for you to say no? It's so hard to say no because I don't even want to say this about myself, but it's the truth. I'm a people pleaser. I love people and I don't want to disappoint people. And that's the thing in ministry that has kind of surprised me. I feel like I'm always disappointing people. Do you ever feel that way? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely a people pleaser. And I realized it more um, in 2020. I helped get Celebrate Recovery started at the church. And I thought I was doing it for all our church people that Uh need it. Well, when I started getting involved, I realized... I'm addicted to people pleasing. Like I want everybody to be happy mm-hmm. at the cost of me not being happy and me wow. doing things I don't want to do. Or maybe I'm trying to make other people happy, but the people most important to me are not happy because <laughs> of what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. So I, that's, you know, in Celebrate Recovery, you introduce yourself and then you say what you're battling. And so I would say, my name's Jennifer. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I struggle with people pleasing, wow. among other things. But yeah, for sure, I'm a people pleaser, yeah. and so it's definitely hard to say no. It's hard to say no, and I think you have to decide. Okay, these things are important to me. These are the things that I'm going to invest myself in, and then you free yourself up to say no to other things that don't fall in the category of things that you feel called to do. Like this is what I feel like is important and I'm called to do it. And then you have to free yourself up to say no without explanation. And I heard Kay Warren say one time, you don't have to tell everybody all the reasons why you can just say, but no, is a sentence. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like the end. And I want to go, but this is why you can't do it. And this is why I, I really, really care, but we can't possibly oh, write. Like it's so hard. I, and I think it, Like I said, I think it's harder when we were first starting the church, Um, especially you would have strong people wanting to come in and influence things. um, And you had to say no, because Jonathan would use the phrase, be mean about the vision. Like we know what God's called us to do. Um, Be mean about it. You don't have, I don't know, that might be a bad term to say but just be confident in yes. what God's called you us to, to guard do. guard it what your purpose is or you'll look back yeah and say oh I did all the urgent things I was swayed left and right and did what everybody wanted me to do and I failed to do what was most important and we don't want to do that so we have to say no well right? and then you get in the trap of well I don't want them to leave our church so I'll do that and then they leave anyway and you've done <laughs> it and you're like okay I was a fool like, yeah. <laughs> Right. Just stick did with God, what God's called you yeah, to do and God, love people yes. fully and say no and you need to. And and I feel like one of the things I say a lot is I'm accountable to God. I'm accountable to God for my time, for my attitude, for my values, for my decisions. And other people are going to have other opinions of me. And that's on them. It's not on me. But at the end of the day, audience of one, I live for what God thinks of me. That's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but that does help me because um, people are going to impose. And so sometimes um, we've had things happen, and I think as the church has gotten bigger, this happens less because people see, oh, they've got over a 1,000 people at their church. They don't have time. But when we were small, you know, everyone thought, well, their job to do this and that but you know I've had to say to people before you know before I join the church I want to have you over to my house for dinner 
Well, there's so many feelings associated with that. And it's not that I don't appreciate the invitation, but we have children who have events during the week. Mm -hmm. It's if we're saying yes to this person, we're saying no to our kids, to their activities. And it's not something that we can keep up. We can't go out to dinner. And so, but I do appreciate that people want to have time with us. So I'll say, I'm so sorry, we're not able to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you'd like to meet us at the church for coffee at 10 Mm -hmm. a.m., we would love to do that. Yeah, that's good. Which is true. Like, it's not that we don't want to spend time getting to know a new person. It's, you know, four hours an evening away from our kids and family is a little more than we can give. But we can give 30 minutes, an hour, yeah, spending some time getting to know them sometimes. So. And, and for those people who are listening who, like, your church or your ministry is small and you're everything. You yes. are kids, students. Yep. You're doing all the music. Like, you're Printing bulletins. everything. You're <laughs> right. Um, like, there's encouragement, you know, for that, too, that if you, if you start something, you need a leader, like the leader doesn't always have to be you. Like you have to have somebody who's going to help you do it and you can't feel like you have to do everything. Like sometimes you can just say no. Like we're I can't do it all. There's right. there's pressure to do it all to be so busy and you might just have to say, "You know what? I can't do that Easter egg hunt cuz I can't do another thing." Right. And that's okay. You know. I think you and your husband have to really sit down and talk about like what makes us work? Okay. Yeah. And for some, I have a high capacity, so I can do tons of things. But there are other people um, who their capacity is much lower. And so they really need to prioritize. My capacity is lower. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to do what I'm really good at. And if I say yes to everything, I'm yeah. just not going to do well at it. I'm going to be in tears. And you'll be um, angry. Right. I've been, that's happened to me before when I've said yes to things that I really should have said no to. And then later I'm resentful and angry. Like, why did I do that? Yes. Why, why did, did I, I do not that? say no? For sure. I know. But um, I do think give each other, husband and wife, figure it out. And I think when you're newly married, you don't understand that. Like, um, you don't understand capacity and that we don't, we're not going to look just like this couple that mentored us because we're wired differently and we have mm-hmm. different strengths and different. And for a lot of ministers' wives, they're really the only thing they have the capacity to do is meet the needs of their husband. Yeah. And that's and their, their ministry and, and their, their kids. kids. And make their home like a refuge and a safe right. place. And it that's a full-time job yep. for sure. Yep. Yeah. But um, it's different for everybody. And we're going to get into comparison on another episode, but mm-hmm. that is definitely, you have to really stay away from that. But we'll get into that. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about margin. Okay. What's margin? Um, so I was... We were talking earlier a little bit about how margin is the empty space and it's the space that's not completely filled up, like the margin around your book. And if the letters on the book went all the way 
past the margin like the last letter was almost dangling off the edge of the page. <laughs> there would be no margin at all on the book. And that's how some of our lives look. We're just mm-hmm. packed. We are packed in so full that there's no extra space. And and I just, I crave that space. I just need a right. little margin in my life that, and, and by that I mean some time that's not completely filled up and accounted for because that's where God does his great work oftentimes is in the margin of our life. And if everything is so planned and we're so busy, then where do we leave God any time to do something that's unexpected? Yeah. I used to, and maybe it started, remember when your kids were Mother's Day out and you had like three hours, you would drop them (laughs) off and you would have three hours to do everything you needed to do. And then you pick them up at noon and you're like, Okay, so maybe mine started then where I would cram everything I could because I knew that was my window. Well, then that played out into later life of, you know, I've got that time in the day, so go ahead. And I would schedule like back-to-back appointments or meeting with people or volunteering or whatever it was. Then I was always in a rush. I was always late, um, tired. And then I wouldn't have time for the family. Um, so I really try. I've learned probably in the last five or six years to don't, even if there's time in the day, don't schedule it. Know my limitations. Like I said, I'm high capacity, but that doesn't mean I can be full, at full capacity all the time. And um, I'll just give an example. A few, I guess it was like two weeks ago, one of my really good friends who, um, she's also a pastor's wife and we've bonded over that, but her, um, I wake up to a text from her that her dad had fallen, um, Mm -hmm. the night before he was 96 years old and that they were at the hospital and didn't think he was going to make it. Mm. And my mom passed away, um, like eight or nine months ago. So I, I, knew the importance of showing up for people Mm -hmm. and I did have a few things to do that morning but um I was able to go to the hospital Mm. and sit with her for just a few minutes and I brought her cookies from Chick-fil-a and we talked and prayed and I prayed with her mom and um I'm so grateful that I had had margin in my day to be able to do that because if I didn't um I would have regretted it. Mm-hmm. and Because um, that's real life. That's, that's real, real life. ministry. Right? And, and her dad ended up passing away two hours after I left. Oh, wow. So I'm so glad that, that I was there. Because um, it's during that time you really do, you need somebody. And I was really yeah. glad that I got to do that. But if that had happened six or seven years ago, there would have been no way for me to do that without canceling million things Mm -hmm. like I did have to arrange someone to pick Jesse up from school but the rest of it um I was able to work out no problem that's Um, good it's good I mean the margin is important I think it's also it's easier to say no if you know what your goals and priorities are Mm -hmm. and I'm not like 
I'm definitely not the type of person that makes a list and like if I make a list, I lose the list. So, <laughs> or I'm not the type of person that sets New Year's resolutions and all of that. But I do have a general idea of what my priorities are. They're my family. They're my 15 year old daughter right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my other kids are a priority too, but they're grown and you know I make time for them. But the 15 year old, I've got to be all there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad, mm-hmm. um, caring for him is a priority. And then at church, the priority is our staff and the women in my little discipleship group. I can't say yes to every person that comes around. Right. Um, but my priority is, so I try to do things that I do anyway with those priority people. Like That's good. Go for a walk in the neighborhood. I need to walk anyway. Ladies in my discipleship group or staff wives, that's who I try to walk with. So you're killing two birds with one stone because I'm more motivated to do it with someone anyway. Uh Um, Or if I'm volunteering for something, I try to grab someone that, you know, that I want to spend time with anyway to do it with me. So I'm, I really having, knowing who my priority is and really the, the women I'm discipling, I'm training them up in ministry. So then it's not me. I can really pass on like, so women's discipleship is going to be led by so-and-so now because I've raised them up to be able to, to do that. So it's, it's benefiting the kingdom of God. That's good. By saying no to other things, to say yes to the things that really matter, that will expand the kingdom because I know what my priorities are and I'm not just all over the place. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I was just thinking of a time when we realized that we were crazy busy. Like it dawned on us, oh my gosh, we're unhealthy. We had all these little shirts from all the baseball teams that the boys played on. And Brian was their coach. So I had like Taylor's mom, Zach's mom. And, and, you know, we would switch our shirts and run to different ball fields for the guys' games, like all over. Well, Sometimes they were all over Georgia, you know, just everywhere. And then as they got older, it just expanded. But when they were little, I had like thrown Brian his shirt and we were on the phone. I was at another field across the county. And he told me that the guys, the other dads were laughing at him and he didn't Uh realize why. I know what happened. (laughs) And then he realized (laughs) that he had the wrong shirt that said Taylor's mom on it. (laughs) And we just... I mean, literally, we're we're just running back yep. and forth, back and forth, and it was nuts. And and we laughed about that, and we realized, okay, we're so busy, we can't even think clearly. Right. And it was just, it was funny, but it was a little wake up call to us. Um, like I just, I think about Jesus when he was on Earth, and you know, like we want to model after him. But he seems to me like he was chilled out a lot. I agree. At least in the chosen he yeah, is. He is. <laughs> He's dancing at the wedding. He's having fun. He it seems like he loves people fully, but he didn't heal everyone. And he withdrew. He did. And he didn't do it all. Right. He he could have healed everybody. And he didn't, and and he didn't go to everyone's house. And maybe in our culture, if we took a look at the way he lived, 
Would somebody even think he was lazy or not busy enough? You know, if he listed his life out on Instagram, would it look like he was busy enough in ministry? And yet that's what we want to model ourselves after, not just running in circles and being crazy busy, but just stepping back and going what really matters, loving people. And can we do that? Can we love people fully? Can we have our priorities right in ministry and family and marriage? Like, yes, I think we can, because Jesus modeled that. He ha- he was the perfect balance of all of that. And I love that about Jesus. He doesn't push us to do more, more, more. Like I, you were talking about being high capacity. Like for me, I feel like I always think I've not done enough. Um, even if I have, and I usually have done way right. more than enough, right. but I tell myself I'm not enough or I haven't done enough. And that's ridiculous. Like that's a lie. That's a lie from the enemy. And well, I think while you were talking, I was thinking about, we have to be secure in who we are in Christ. Yeah, And if we know who we are, what he's created us to do, then we can say no with joy. Yes. Because I'm ge- I'm going to do exactly what God wants me to do here. Yes. But it takes some maturity and it takes right perspective. Mhm. Busyness isn't always better. Right. Right. It's not always healthy. It crosses a line of into craziness. And then our families, for me, my family pays for that. Right. If we go home and we're just frantic and a mess and running here and there and here and there just so that we can do all of the things and post about it and people can think we're busy and accomplished and your home's a wreck and you don't have any peace. Well, yep. I'd rather be peaceful. That's right. I'm pretty sure. All right. So the encouragement to our people listening is to say no. Yeah. And to just create no. some margin, <laughs> create some space that's not planned or scheduled where you can breathe and where God can do a work in your life. Thank you for joining us today on the Cultivate Podcast. If the letters went all the way to the edge of a book, there would be no margin. We need margin in our lives. There needs to be empty space in the in-between. We have to prioritize the important things in life first. What is your purpose? There may be pressure to do it all and to people please, but if it doesn't go towards your purpose, it's okay to say no. Sometimes you can be too busy to be happy or too busy to love people fully. Prioritize the important things. We hope that this episode leaves you feeling encouraged or inspired. Be sure to rate this podcast and share it on social media, and we'll see you on the next episode.